0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode 133 of the Sporting 160 EN podcast. We have got an action-packed episode for you, as always, with a lot of things to cover. But first, let me get into our guests. Uh, first up, we have got my man Chris. How are you today, man?
1: I am doing good. I feel like we've had a good little. I look at I like our, you know, increments between podcasts as windows. So, like the this our most recent window here was, I would say, pretty successful. We caught a massive L in like the 79th minute of the last game. But, you know, overall, the results um, have definitely been uh, been good. I think it's 11 straight wins in, in all comps.
0: Yeah, definitely. And last but certainly not least, we've got a man, Danny. How are you today, man?
2: Good as always. Happy that uh, Spartan keep rolling on and the uh, first Portuguese team uh, and possibly the only, we'll see. On to the round of 16 of the Champions League. Vamos Sporting.
0: Yep, and I am your host, um, Sam Fonseca. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Um, We're going to talk questions a bit later because it actually, we've only got one and it relates to the game we're about to talk about. First of all, we'll go to the most talked about and probably most most watched game of the week, and that is uh, Sporting versus Dortmund. 3-1 victory. Um, as you can see, the lineups there are Dan, Coates, Inacio, Fidal, Matisse, Rice, Porro, Paulinho, Matisse, Nunes, Sarabia, Pot and Paulinho. Um, and Dortmund's team, you can see there as well. There's a guy coming on for us, Santos, Diego Tomas. Um, I'm not going to read out Nazinho's nickname because, you know, a bit sus. But um, yeah, he came on to make his debut and you got... <coughs> uh, we'll start off with Danny. What were your overall thoughts on the game? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um... Uh, uh i i thought we played well i thought we we uh countered them really well and of course we got lucky um for that first goal but we make our own luck you know pot has to continue that run i really enjoyed our our our, our play um matthews nunes was just like a boss in that midfield inasu I, I i think not enough has been spoken about Inacio, and uh similar to how um Amurin said on a press conference. I'm not sure if it was during Tondela or if it was – I think it was after the Dortmund game. That's The less said about Inacio, the better. That means he stays more uh, at Sparthing. But Inacio, this game was was unreal as well. Um, uh, overall, I thought we played really well. It was 3-1. I think Sparthing had a few chances to, to, to score more. Dortmund probably could have scored another one too. But other than that um, – yeah, total domination. The only thing I have to say, two quick talking points, I think, in my eyes. Uh, the pitch almost made us concede right after the first goal, where where Cuatas kind of slips. Now I can't remember if, if Dorman shot it wide um, or if Adan Inazio saved it.
1: Inazio, Inazio made a goal line save.
2: And then that was the second one. We <laughs> after, right after oh, 2 And nothing. didn't get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. it would have been the immediately after. Yeah, it was immediately after we scored okay. the second goal, I think.
2: Yes, yes, yes. It was immediate but there was both. So after the first goal they almost scored, and then after the second one, Inasu had that goal line clearance, which was just uh which was brilliant. Um and then yeah, I mean uh Poru, I'm gonna I'm, i mean I wanna gauge your guys' opinion, but Loki I think Poru was in the box before the ball was shot, but I don't care. If Var didn't catch it, I don't care. We still scored the goal. Um and yeah, you guys can take it away. Sam, you were there. So I thought, you, I think you should have started off with uh, with your
0: analysis. <laughs> I mean, there was much more of like just like singing along than there was actually like football analysis like when I was there, definitely. But um, one thing I thought was good, like to see like all the players just in general, like, off, like obviously they're still on camera, but like the camera's not shown. So an example is the Dortmund keeper when um sporting was singing we were two one up he like pointed at the, the Dortmund, because you know their third strip had it because there he sort of looked to all of us and just pointed to his Dortmund thing. Thought that was pretty cool like just to to, to see. And I'm not gonna lie, Thiago Tomas and Matheus Noons were right in front of me at the final whistle turned and looked at like me and my brother and was like yeah like when we when the whistle was blown. That was surreal. Like that was actually like crazy like to see that up close. But um in, in terms of the overall game I think at first, until he scored, I thought Pott was just losing the ball quite a lot. I thought he was just average. And it's a thing we see with him that he can just get a goal or two and then just turn the game around. Um, Paulinho, pretty non-existent for me as well. Um didn't see much of him. I thought uh, Matrice Nunes was probably one of the best players on the pitch. Just um, didn't seem phased by um, a big team and ha- had good battles with uh, Jude Bellingham and, and Axel Witzel. Um To be honest, I think it was just uh, probably one of the best games we've ever played, even though a lot of it, we were on the back foot. It was just counter-attack, which I think really suited us and didn't suit Dortmund at all. Having a few players off injured. um, Royce disappointed me. I thought he was going to be a bit better than he was, but luckily he wasn't. Um, Nizinho, I mean, I know he's young, but I thought that was an awful mistake, and he had me shitting myself at the end. I thought they were going to go score another, because they had all the momentum at that point. But he's a young kid, so I'm not going to blame him too much, but I think for me, my highlight of the game, I've I've recorded it. If you wanna follow me on Twitter, you can see it there or Instagram. Um I took a video of the penalty because I thought it was going in. And then see a rebound off the keeper and the Poro goal goals was incredible. That was I mean, the whole game was just incredible. Like it's actually a great, it was actually
1: a great I mean it's a great finish. Like that's it was. not like that easy. That wasn't like a tap in finish, you know.
0: No, and I th- I thought it was Esgaio who scored because I couldn't really see because there were so many people in the box. But like, I mean, to be, th- it was three, was it 3 nil at that point? It was, right? 3-0 mm-hmm. at that point? Yeah. 3-0 um, against Dortmund was like incredible. And it's a shame they did concede or sc- uh, we conceded. But, you know, the game was done and we were already through. Um, an incident that I didn't really see much of was the Emery Chamred card. And I don't know if you guys, you probably saw it better than me. I thought Poro was going to get off cuz I'm sure I saw him swipe the kicker Emre Chan.
1: That's um, what started
0: him it. Yeah, I thought he was going to, I said to my brother I was like that's a red card surely. Then he sent off just Emre Chan. I was like okay. Like I mean <laughs> fair
1: enough. But yeah. I guess
2: it I guess it was because he was going for the ball but I mean the ball was long gone by then. Dude, Poro I'm shocked. they both is, didn't get a red.
1: Dude, how many like incidents has Poro provoked? And how many incidents has Pora provoked? And then, like, there isn't even really an incident. And then he just, like, dives to make it an incident. Or just even the PK against Razin, like, his little baby toe just gets glanced. And, like, the guy's ridiculous at, like, drawing fouls, yellows, reds. He's top class. Top class. The he's replaced thing.
2: uh sorry, he's replaced the cunha in terms of like shit only it's on the other yeah. side now. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Sorry, Sam.
0: No, sorry. I was just gonna <laughs> say one thing that annoyed me was how we kept trying to do the long ball, especially in the first half. Their their defense are massive. That Kanji and um Zagzadu when he came on. Huge Munir is a right back, but he's still, I think, like six foot one. And Sarabia is probably the shortest player on the pitch in terms of maybe with pot. And they just kept trying to go in the air, and we could not win a single head. And I think Hammer even saw it and changed it up to go to sort of the counter attack on the floor. We saw it play out from Adan and Fidal to misuse Rice. But I mean, yeah, for me, great atmosphere, probably one of the, the greatest games I've ever been to in terms of performance and atmosphere. But um, Chris, uh, take it away with your your thoughts as well.
1: Yeah, it's just you know, we, like we we talked about it on the on the pod before, like we've had so many of these european games where they they basically they could have gone this way if different things happened like this game could have happened multiple times but it really was the first time that it actually did happen at least like in the you know modern recent history the last you know like 6 years let's say um so yeah we, it finally happened and you know like they had chances we got a little lucky you know, both offensively and defensively, like they had some chances. We lit up a victory cigar in the 87th minute, and then conceded in plus seven of stoppage time. Like it, it like it just, it, like it, it just went basically perfectly, despite like the fucked up things that happened like along the way. Uh, everything just broke right for us, basically. Um, and you know, I would have taken. I would have taken a, you know, a, a, a result that uh, took this into a decision on the final day. You know, if we won one nothing, if you offer that to me before the game, I would have taken one nothing, and say let's go to Amsterdam against a team that's already through, closed doors. Like we could do that, you know. Like, but it's just it's dreamland to even be through without even have to play that game. You know. Uh, yeah, it's crazy.
0: I just wanted to mention as well, I thought Paulinho on the penalty play was really smart in, like, kicking that ball to the side because, realistically, um, I can't remember if it was the Kanji or Zagzadu like uh, pretty much had it cleared, uh, but luckily Paulinho... He didn't need to
1: start. do that at all. He came in too aggressively, like, into pulling his back, like, when he really didn't need to do that.
0: He's facing gonna...
1: away from the goal. He's, like, on the side. He's, like, near the corner of the end line in the 18. Like, why, why are you plowing through him like that?
2: And there's a there was another sh- like penalty shout that we had that I think was even more of a pen than this. Pro- I mean, this was a clear pen. Don't get me wrong, but there was another one. I think it was like towards the end of the first half on Paulinho as well. So he didn't really do much, but at least at least he won the penalty. Fuck it.
0: Yeah, and I know there was like a, a Paulinho dive in like the first literally like thirty seconds of the game. And like I, I can't tell you if that was a foul or not, but. You
1: know, he he actually does draw some fouls too. He also like holds his head sometimes, like when he's backing into people and like fakes like he got like hit in the head. He's reasonable at, at drawing fouls. I'll give him that. Uh, Chris, who would you say your man of the match was? I'm gonna give my man of the match. Is an unorthodox man of the match because I feel like there could be many people, but my man of the match I think is gonna have to be Kawatz. Just like. I think Kowats and Adan, low-key, both just, like, commanded the defense so well. Um, like, so on top of it. So organized. Like, you know, obviously Inacio was excellent. Like, Fidal wasn't bad either. But, like, I think the obvious leaders of the, the D are Kowats and, and Adan. Danny, who was your man in the match?
2: I was actually going to go with Kowats, but I'll go with, uh, I'll go with our superstar. our our The new anointing, anointed uh mr champions league i'm going with uh but i mean like you said he gave the ball away but that that second goal what a beauty even the first goal just to be aware of it running behind make like anticipate the ball and then still slot it home because it's still not easy you're still one-on-one with the keeper i've seen i've seen sparting particularly sparting miss these chances a lot um yeah i'm gonna go with pot and anything less than 60 million uh is a damn shame. So he has to get sold more than Bruno Fernandes. One last thing, Sam, before I ask, before we get your uh, man of the match, a lot of a lot of thing has been said about um, us throwing flares onto the field and shit like that. The only time I've ever been pissed with us throwing a flare onto this field was this game where Dortmund was basically they're not through on goal, but it was like a two on two or maybe a two on three, and they st- almost went near post on a Dan. And because the fucking uh, smoke was in the way, I was worried that Adan couldn't see it through. That's my only time I'll ever complain about them throwing fucking flares onto the field. I'm not going to be like the sports TV commentator the other day with Dondella. But boys, whenever they're attacking, please, man, let our keepers see. You know what I mean? Or at least like like block the other keepers view. That's the only thing I'll say.
0: Yeah, some of the shit they were like, like the sounds, like something like bombs. I feel like scared the shit out of me. Like so, so loud.
1: I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what you're... T- I think what what the thing was was a smoke bomb. I yeah. Oh okay. They do sound like they do sound like bombs.
2: Anyways, it was it was just all. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like in the first half, there was all smoke on yeah, the field. shit yeah, yeah, yeah. like that.
0: Maybe it was a smoke bomb instead of a flare, but still. No, it, it definitely like, it struck, struck in my vision, and I I thought the same as you, and like I think they managed to get rid of it quite quickly.
1: Did the but, uh, did the Dortmund fans have any pyro, Sam?
0: No, not not that I can remember. Like, to be fair. They were quite loud, um, considering how like little of them they were. But I mean we shut them down quite quickly whenever they tried to, to yeah. get in a song, which which is good as well. Um but I'm gonna go on off the so go for choose noon's man of the match. I think he like on a night like this, you need your midfield to sort of command. And I'm not gonna lie, a little bit biased because towards the end he was right right next to me, and it was like good to see that emotion on a player's face. And, like, the first thing he did was grab the badge as well. It wasn't like he just went like that. Like, first thing he did was that. And I was like, that's, that's really cool and really real I'm getting a bit cringe, but uh, like, <laughs> it was sick. Nah, but, but he's one of the – him, Poru, they're one of the players that get it. Like,
2: Polina. Pal- like,
0: y- he you can't – Even Tomas, like, I don't like him. But that moment, I was like, what a guy. Like, and then he came up and gave a shirt to a little kid who was, like, a few rows down. So, like, genuinely nice guy, it seems. And, like, it was just good to see Sam, I'm taking
2: applicants, bro. If you want to join the Tiak Tomash fan club, bro. I'm already vice. president. I think we got a vice president. You can be treasury or something along those lines.
0: <laughs> it's the club consisting of just three
2: members. <laughs> <laughs> the president's it's growing, president's though. <laughs> it's great. yeah, you
1: know? <laughs> They've had two non-renewals since last season's membership, though.
2: Bro, the, a lot of people have left the, left the party since last season. I can't even lie. They're joining your party
0: more, man. I mean... I just need him to score that, isn't against like a third division team. And I can sort of like, you know, I can respect it. But is coming up, bro. That's second division, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean <laughs> <nah>. yeah. <laughs> but um we got a question from Lauren if I can move my screen. And this is sort of following on from the Champions League. Um, I think it's fair to say that most teams will be looking at us and thinking we they want us because we're If you look at the the statue of teams, I'll say maybe like Man United and us are people that are trying to, that people would say, yeah, let's get them. But I'll start with you, Danny. Which team would you enjoy facing? And which team do you think we're going to get as well?
2: Yeah, I actually just want to pull up who we think who's currently in first at least. But, I mean, like you said, definitely a Man United. I don't know if they're, yeah, they are in first in their group. So I would take definitely a Man United. Um it's. I mean, There's I, I want to say Real right Madrid, like, but...
1: With like Lille oh, and Wolfsburg, exactly. that's wide open.
2: Le- right now, it's Lille in first, Salzburg second, Seville in third, Wolfsburg <laughs> in fourth, but it's eight, seven, six, and five. So any one of them can finish first. I'll take my chances with any single one of them. Maybe I- I'd try to avoid Sevilla, but I- I'll still take them over like a Chelsea. Um, We'd have
1: to, you, Red Bull, Red Bull Salzburg, Brandon Aronson, uh, American Phenom. We is is uh,
2: is what's his name still coach? Um,
1: yeah, no, the that's the
2: Austrian one, oh, no, he
1: coaches. Yeah, he, he got a promotion, I think. He coaches Leipzig now, I think, right? Or is he still oh, with Salzburg?
2: Leipzig? I don't know now. Let me see if I see it here. Uh, squad, uh, oh, it doesn't say coach, anyways. I, I mean, I'll still take a Salzburg or something.
1: Yeah, no, um, we can play with Red Bull, Salisbury.
2: Like I said, it's better than like a like a Chelsea or even a Real. I wouldn't want to play Real just because it's a pull that they have in UEFA. Or a Liverpool. Liverpool and City are like the two teams I definitely don't want to face. But uh, United, definitely. Any one of that. Group G. And if Juve can slip into first, I would
0: love to play Juve as well. Um, but yeah, any one of those three. Are Man City definitely first, or can they be overtaken? I think
2: they beat PSG. They claim. Yeah, they're, they're four
0: points ahead. So yeah, they're definitely first. Oh, okay. Cause I'll to say I wouldn't mind PSG as well, but they're in a second. But, um, oh, Jesus! Like, oh, oh I, I, wait. I, I, if we
2: play PSG, okay, now we can't. But if we were to play PSG, can Nuno Mens play?
0: That's what I was going to ask yeah. about Man City and Porto as well.
1: Because I don't know. If yeah. You, yeah. I don't think points. they have that role in UEFA. That's in most countries. They don't even have the role that we have. Yeah. but that's a rule that's sh- that I don't like I don't I was I remember it was I was in Portugal when it happened so it was like the summer of like 2016 maybe they started it, 17 and I remember like arguing with old heads about it um because I was like I was like I was I, I was against it at the time but I'm I just I'm, I, maybe I'm more pacified and just kind of used to it now but yeah I was just like I don't know like why not <laughs> I'm definitely still against it.
2: If they're like a, I mean, especially in the Portuguese league. Let's let's be real. I seen uh the game before Befica. or sorry, the game before Belenice, Befica played. Uh, who did they play? That they played Passuish, and that Nuno Santos guy scored, and literally like I, I thought he was about to cry. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I scored against Befica. There, <laughs> there, you know. So that's why you know lone players. I'm still against them playing their mother team, but again, maybe I'm just. Who's that guy who signed from
1: Porto? Shit, legally we from, Porto, from Santa Clara, who, who was accused of being a sleeper cell.
2: Oh, um, then he then he uh, scored against
1: them. <laughs> and then he signed for Porto.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't I'll remember it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> he,
1: I don't think he's probably played a single fucking second this season uh, at Porto, or has he?
2: Fabi, wait, are you talking about Fabio Cardozo, the center back? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He he started last game. He started. Oh,
0: last he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I know he played in the Tasa, too. He hasn't gotten a lot
0: of burn. All right, good for him then. Chris, who are you (laughs) wanting to face in round of 16?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like the the English teams that you want to avoid. I mean, Liverpool, I mean, I feel like of Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, the order that I would want to face them the least is probably City, Chelsea. Or buy. Yeah. I'll, I'll sort of take anyone
0: else. Uh, maybe I'm not Man City, but those two are ones that I just do not want to see.
1: Do you think like it's because of like? But also like, I feel like Chelsea also is could potentially be in for a bad run of form. And and after I, I see them wouldn't play be this playing weekend. them for another month. You know. Yeah, and they just kind of didn't play that great against a pretty shitty team. And, and I mean, I, I can <laughs>
2: see where United like if United can play against them. With like three to centered uh, defensive mids and like get away with a draw, M- mind you, lucky, but get away with a draw. Um, I think we can shit house a, a draw away, and then you know we can see what happens at home. But it, the only shit thing is it's like two legs, you know, like it'll be tough to face any one of those three. It's tough to not legs. go.
1: It's tough to go away to any of those places and not get see like two or three. Exactly. And then it's just like you're so fucked after that, you know? To come back from that in the return leg.
2: And I definitely don't want to play Bayern either. I don't think uh that would it's be good
1: like he's literally guaranteed like conceding three, like in the in the home leg or in the away leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's,
0: I would like to see a man united rematch.
1: I think we probably But the thing is, is that for some reason I don't want to play Villarreal again. If Villarreal (laughs) ends up as the group winner in that group, I think Villarreal and Sevilla are actually tougher
0: opponents than maybe a Manchester United. I think they just have great. They, I don't know. I I, I would be more scared of Sevilla and Villarreal than I would be of Man United, to be honest.
2: The thing is with Man United, I'm not saying I'm listen. Out of all the English teams, definitely let's get Man United. You know, the story alone, you know, Ronaldo, Bruno coming home, et cetera, um, would be lovely. But by February, my worry is United will get it together and maybe ha- with this new manager, we'll see. But they'll definitely have a signing or two in there. Um, yeah, and I mean, I by, by February, I think Ronaldo would. Yeah, that is a few months. It's like, no, two, like two months I away. Mean
0: like, I mean, like next summer, a few months. Fair, but I think I think
2: United have a good enough team to get it together at least to like if they can they'll, they'll push for top four and then by Champions League they'll get something together that they'll even if they we tie we draw a game they'll beat us the other game. Don't get me wrong. Again, out of all the old, the English teams, I think we can beat United. I'm delusional to think that Sporting have like a real serious chance in the Champions League this year. I don't know why.
0: I, I Mourinho's giving me the, those Mourinho vibes, but. Um, I don't see why we can't go on like an Ajax run of like three years ago. Although Ajax could probably do that themselves. That's week. a good
2: point. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ajax cool.
2: have an incredible team. I think uh, – do you guys think we'll rotate the team against Ajax? Because I don't think we will. I think we should. I don't I know. probably should. I agree. Should. <laughs> I agree. But I think uh the, the the how much do we win how much do we win if we win? Like two point something million? A couple of
1: mil, a couple million because they could be tanking too a little bit, yeah. I think Ajax will definitely
2: be rotating, and then Spartan might look to capitalize on that. I think
1: uh, I'm not sure if they
2: will
0: rotate because that haller mm-hmm. is on like nine goals, and if he scores like two more, it's like a record of all time, I'm pretty sure, of like eleven goals or twelve goals, something like that. True. So they might just try and get him the record, and they might just also. They, need, I don't know if they need money. I don't know what their financial situations are. I would assume it's probably actually they make loads of money, don't they? they? Have player sales and everything. So who knows? Player
2: sales. They made the semis, like you said, like two, three years ago. I don't know how bad COVID's hit them, but I don't think. Bro, it's them I mean, bad.
1: Netherlands is gonna pass Portugal in UEFA coefficient. They already so have. Yeah, so it's like for for the season after. So I'm just I'm just saying, like they basically yeah. did did that like a large chunk of that. Yeah, yeah, true. So, like, that's a lot of money.
2: (laughs) In terms of the coefficient, is France seventh now? Or is is Portugal seventh?
1: Portugal seventh. Damn. I
2: was about to say, a a Farmers League player. Well, we're not 7th yet,
1: but we will be seventh when the first ranking for next season comes out. Mm. Unless, like, the Portuguese teams get their shit together, a bunch of them go through, all three go through, and two of them make a run. Maybe, maybe not, but, like, just one, and then going out is not gonna do it,
0: you know. <clears throat> are Braga qualified for the next round of Europa, or are they like on the? They still, I think they,
1: they still have a decision on the last day.
0: If they won, those
1: fucking they bums fucking lost fuck me out against parlay. Boy, uh, right, did they lose in um, ben, Belarus or something?
2: No, in uh, in Denmark or whatever, Michelin. Yeah, whatever it, oh, oh,
1: really. not in
2: I think that's who they play next, though. Okay, I think. But Ludogretzk also have a chance to make... Basically, Braga can make first, but Michelin have to lose against whoever they're playing. And then Braga have to win their next game at least to make it through the next round. But with Europa League, it's not like you make it past the next round anyways. You play um, whoever comes down from the Champions League, I think. So either way, they're they're fucked. Yeah. So it doesn't really help. Like, it'll help our coefficient, but... Wait, do you go to Conference
1: League if you finish third in your Europa League group?
0: I think... Because I know in conference it's league it's only first ending. place.
1: It's a never ending. Work I don't yet.
0: know if, if it's second. I think because second third in Champions League is oh. second in Europa. Yeah. I think if Europa lose that, they go into Conference, conference league. league. I think
2: you're right. I don't know. Ah, it's very okay. confusing.
0: That
1: makes I think sense. You're right.
2: But
0: even yeah. then it's shit, but Yeah, no one really cares about the Conference League, to be honest. I couldn't tell you what teams are in it apart from Spurs. I don't even know. Roma.
2: Yeah. And that's all I know.
0: Didn't they 7-0 like <laughs> or something, Roma? To like some <laughs> random, <Yeah>. random guys? <laughs> to uh, a Norwegian team, I think. I, I saw a yeah. tweet that was like, one of their right backs is like a plumber full-time. <laughs> 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 His spare time just beats first 7-0. Yeah. But uh, let's get on to the most recent game, and that is versus Tondela. Uh, a COVID struck Tondela. Um, news just in there. Uh, the goalkeeper he, has also got, even some um, of the yeah. players
1: playing have COVID. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, at least one of them did. The he the was keeper. actually their man of the match. <laughs> yeah, that, but that, we... ex, that new
0: variant, bro,
2: it makes you play fucking stellar in that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he always plays good against us I feel. Yeah, like. he loves the game yeah,
2: against he... Sporting. Any Tondela keeper before when it was Claudio Ramus, you would fucking, they'd love the game
0: against Sporting. Max. Uh, in goal, we've got Adan, Dan Coates Nacio, um, Neto coming in for Fidal, for who seems to be rested like any every other game. Um, it's guy for Poro, uh, Nuno Santos in for who was he in for Mateus? Mateus Reis, Race? yep. Um, Matias <laughs> who got injured, apparently, pulled his hamstring. will get into that a bit later. Um, Pedro González, uh, Pedro Sarabia, and Paulinho. Um, Braganza coming on, Tete, Ugarte, um, Nazino, and Tabata. Uh, Chris, what were your overall thoughts in the game?
1: Uh, honestly, the, this first half was like pretty incredibly underwhelming with kind of what felt like, uh, like an undeserved, uh, uh goal. Um, we were like, that was like our real only shot on target, and it was a goal, and it was like. <coughs> Incredibly sus to begin with. Um, I guess we could talk more about like this, the intricacies of that rule, but I mean, I haven't even looked at it enough. I obviously, I'm sure some people uh, were bitching about it because uh, like some similar goals have been disallowed in the past. I, I don't, I don't exactly know, um, but yeah, it's pretty sus. Felt undeserved. Um, we did open out the second half well and get that goal right away, which kind of, kind of, you know kind of felt like the game was put away even though he didn't really like do much to get to that point like i thought the goal the pulling a goal itself like I, I i'm shocked paul didn't hit that one and, and passed it instead because like he passed it to paul to pauling who like well, i feel like loki wasn't even in like the greatest position to shoot not like a significantly better position than he was and then Paulinho like slices it like weirdly and the defenders are like all running one way, so it just kind of like rolls past them the other way slowly into the goal. Very, very Paulinho goal. He scores league goals, baby. He does it sometimes. They look like that and trickle in, but hey, they still count. And then after that, um just kind of cruise control. We kind of had like a flurry of chances there. Uh, you know, between like 50 and like 75, and then just kind of uh, I feel like coasted home. Especially, if the Polina got hurt, then yeah, it was just let's just uh, get out of here alive. Um, it's not it's not like a incredible performance in, in any way, but um, it's a very classic one nothing game for Sporting here. It, it, I'm shocked that I'm shocked that we won by two to make it um comfortable enough because. This feels like a game that was, was like one nothing, just dr- droning on. And then like in the last 10 minutes, Thundell gets their shit together and like he's knocking on the door and we're like kind of scrambling. So at least we didn't have to do that. Any game where that's avoided is a W for us because a lot of these league games are, are, are one goal wins. So I will take the rare, not one goal win uh, when we can grab.
0: Yeah, I um, have to agree. Uh, Danny, what were your thoughts on the game overall?
2: Yeah, same. Um, the only thing is, like, even even when we were in that first half, when we only had that one shot, that again, yeah, kind of sus. I'm surprised they gave it to us because it doesn't seem like a clear um, back pass at least. Pass, yeah. Or, but I'm uh, nonetheless, I'm not complaining. But um, it, 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 albeit like we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't uh, really go for it like we should have. Um, we dominated the game. Like, we dominated that first half. Like, I don't remember Tondela really even bothering us. I could be wrong about that. But even still, like, there wasn't much in it. I thought even Paulingu did well in terms of uh, linking up the play. Uh, like you mentioned, what a shit goal. But that's a goal that, hey, man, I'll take any single shit goal from Paulingu. You know, like, he even almost fucked that shit up. But fuck it. A goal is a goal at this point. standout um, uh, a standout that's to lead, goal, bro. Especially, I mean, I mean, like, exactly.
1: I understand you can just bang him in at will in the Champions League, but in the league.
2: I mean, yeah, you can do it against uh, Pesquitas <laughs> and all that and Ajax, but uh, can you do it at home against Dondela, You
1: know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a bigger test. Um, on, the, on the worst field, like, in the league. Man. <laughs> like that this, whole, that, it's that 18-yard box. Like, if you're attacking one of the goals, like, just good luck, lads yeah one of the goals just the entire 18's fucked
2: which is which is disgraceful because uh i mean i'm not as much into the financial situation as you are chris and you are sam but um this isn't sporting of 2012 where we're almost you know filing for bankruptcy there's no reason why our pitch should be this shit um it's like an optical illusion like when when the game starts like Aside from like this the 18 yard box that looks like fucking the sun's been hitting it all day. Like it looks green now, it looks nice. Uh, once players run past that patch of grass a few times, like you really see the holes coming out in the dirt and players constantly sliding in the box. It's uh it's disgraceful. And for a Spartan coming off of a league title to have a pitch that bad is disgraceful. If we ever have or if Lisbon ever has a day where it starts pouring like it was uh, in Nacional last year, <laughs> It's the pitch is going to look the exact same way. It not need to be removed,
1: worse. bro. Like, we're going to have to – like, dude, I can see like, – because the thing is, it's like Christmas break is like really going to be their only time where they maybe have like a week or two. But it's like you can't just – it's really difficult to just get a new pitch midseason. Mm-hmm, exactly. And for it to like get and grow correctly. Otherwise, you'll just get a new pitch and then it'll just get fucked up, and then you'll have to replace it again in the summer and try to do it right. And you're just lighting more and more money on fire doing this, because like, I, I don't see like how this pitch is gonna last the whole season. You like, are they just gonna keep like doing what they just did before the Dortmund game, and then it'll be so. okay in the Dortmund game, and then the next game after it'll just be fucked. So you get like a one point five games out of redoing it. Like, that's not gonna work.
2: Yeah, and sorry, but uh, also, like, I'm trying to think of it financially right now. How much, like, I feel like we're wasting more money trying to fix this pitch than we did in, like, after a while, it's going to cost what, us more what just was to initial- fix the
1: situation yeah, yeah, yeah. than what was exactly. initially made, you know? what would they, the, What was initially saved just to switch fucking brands for bullshit politics is, like, mm-hmm. definitely going to be paid way more because, like, we're going to have to replace the field, like, two times in the next year. Um, and it's supposed to last like five years. So (laughs) at this
2: point, at this point, I'm kind of like, fuck this pitch, put 3G for the rest of the fucking, uh, um, rest of the season. Whatever, man. Whoever has knee injuries, you're going to have reoccurring knee injuries for the rest of the season and then get it right next summer. But this is already, I mean, it's already fucked us of Jovan. Like I mentioned in the Dortmund game, it almost cost us a goal immediately after us fucking scoring, uh, where Quach slipped and like they were basically through on net. Um, and I can see us having more and more injuries. I won't say the Peringa yeah. injury is linked to the field. I don't know if the way he slides is because the field is that slippery. I'm not sure. I, I'll give Spartan the benefit of, that, of the doubt and just say Padina just committed to a ball coming in that he didn't know whether Netu was going to get it or not. But it's it, it's, it's a situation that isn't... It isn't great for, for one of the biggest clubs in Portugal, one of the biggest clubs. This club that just made it through the round of 16th of the Champions League, we have to play in this pitch at home? It's disgraceful. Um, like,
1: top, top, top players. Like, yeah, we, we, we draw City, we draw Liverpool, etc. Like, top, top players from around the world are going to be coming to play on this pitch in, like, a World Cup year. What, you're going to try to fucking ruin someone's life out here? It's like a hazard fucking field,
2: dude. The only positive I can think is it might do us well if we ever do catch, like, a Liverpool or a City or whatever, a Real Madrid, because <laughs> well, we they might be City more to used Tano to the field. pitch than they are. You know? <laughs> and then, like, we're playing fucking uh, – we're playing Liverpool and Salah and Mane get injured within, like, five minutes, you know? And that's a way – you know, the game's way more open after that. But that, that's my little tangent on the field. Aside from that, I thought I thought Spartan played well. We dominated. A big shout-out to Rafael Barbosa from Tondela – Sporting Academy player who I thought did well and um and um, yeah. what's his that name Degata the keeper I thought played well like I mentioned earlier every Tondela keeper loves a game against Sporting um it finished to nothing we could have scored a few more um especially in that second half and we really went for it um yeah aside from that a shit first goal but I'll take it any day of the week and um just a few honorable mentions that sly tackle in the first half from Neto was perfect uh the slide Neto ta- was think, really
1: good netto got a 7.2 netto had a good game
2: yeah quads had a similar slide tackle last minute also really good and tiak tumaj had a solid slide tackle in the opponent's box or yeah in the opponent's box or near the the opponent's box got all ball and this bum of this bozo of a ref gave him a yellow card which is ridiculous there was a play uh, a bit earlier from that also in the second half where um, Palinga comes in, slides, he wins the ball. And then Tondela still recover the second ball and pot comes in again, slides, wins the ball. And then the ref calls a foul. If we're going to call a foul for that, just remove slide tackles from, from the game. I do it on my Sunday league. I do it in my uh, co ed league. I mean, if you got if you these refs, don't want the fucking players to slide tackle, just remove it from the game. That way nobody slides and that's it. Game over. You know what I mean? Because if you're giving yellow cards for clear fucking uh, tackles where you win the ball in front of the linesman, the linesman doesn't call it and you as a ref still gives my, give my boy a yellow card, ridiculous. Um, aside from that, Viva Sporting, great game from us. We, we, dominated i just wish we we went in i the only thing with the spartan team we need to be more ruthless uh in front of net and actually score these goals but aside from that i thought we played
0: really well yeah i mean kind of agree with both of you i'm not going to go too much into the subject um because don't repeat what you guys have been saying <clears throat> same old story with Paulinho, but it was a good goal um i feel like it was a a, sh- a bit of a short pass so it was good from uh, Paulinho and good positioning and i think it's one thing i think paulino does quite well with getting into positions. It's just the end product it's not really there. Um Quarters again um um was was fantastic. Um the same with um Neto like you said came in um that's what we're going to use him for when when Fidane needs to come off or Rice needs to have a little break just bring Neto on and I think coming off the bench is is, is good for him good role for him especially at the age he, he is at the moment. Um I'm looking across the foot Sarabia played well. I think he got uh, the official man of the match for the game but um yeah. Um, what I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you guys a question, but before, Danny, you should know we should not mention finances on the page just because all of those um, sporting fans attack the shit out of us whenever we bring any financial, any, any bit of financials. We Even if get... you're just
1: like saying like the, the loan was repaid today, just a, like a, an bad. unopinionated statement of fact is we'll get a reaction out of people.
0: I remember we said that hey. like we we made profit of I think it was last sex last sector we made a profit and someone was like oh you're not going to mention thank you Verandas now it's like okay I'm like what do you want us to do <laughs> but um bro, people especially recently yeah. when I retweeted that uh, Zach Glowy thing which we'll get onto a bit later with the Bill and Vince thing, they were going off on him and I felt really bad because I was the one who retweeted onto the page. And like it went from you like put to it, You buyers. put this
1: t- content in front of these you people. Did. The <laughs> rabbit, the rabbit. I,
0: I legit. I retweeted five replies. You threw them to the I mob, bro. It. I refreshed <laughs> it about
1: like forty. I was like,
0: oh my god, I'm so sorry. But,
1: um, because you can see when a you can see when people that like something that you retweeted liked it because you retweeted it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we we can sometimes see what our what our reach is when we do stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, Pretty I mean, large, honestly.
0: <laughs> people assume we're like anti-verandas, even though on here we've we've definitely given him his due. We've obviously like said bad, not bad things, but f- I I think fair things. But you know, I, I feel I like people just fo- a lot of people just follow us on Twitter and don't watch podcasts, which is also fine because we do have quite a big following on there. But it's also there's nuance. To, like, we, our miss- opinions have miss- nuance,
1: right? We're not yeah. just boneheads one way or the other, you know?
0: Yeah. Sorry to go on a tangent there, but I'll get back to the actual game. Um, Nizinho got uh, the worst rating, if you don't count in but it's better, I think, on Sporting's team. Yeah, he got That's the so worst. That's harsh, thing. bro. How
1: long was he out there even for? I don't he know had a little that. bit of burn,
0: but not that. He wasn't that
1: bad. To long enough to get 4. a number 8? rating, because if you're not even out there long enough, then he didn't give you a rating. Oh, no,
2: I think he, he got 15. Yeah. Maybe 20, but definitely 15 minutes.
0: But like I said, I don't think he was that bad to give him that low of a rating. I was going to ask both of you if you think he'll be ready this season to to come in and maybe do a job or do you think maybe for next season and and ask Danny first what do you think uh, Nizinho's ceiling is
2: So I think uh I think little Nazi can uh really uh <laughs> this guy's the limit for my guy No, I'm kidding let's not let's not start that Cool right, uh, sure, that was a good idea like, <laughs> I forgot who it was but that guy's a legend for that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nazingu I think he's I think he's good. He's definitely not uh he's no Nunu Minj, that's for sure, but um he he's good. He's like the I,
1: same age as Nunu Mens was when he de- debuted. Exactly. When you could just see it immediately kind of.
2: Similar I mean similar position. I'll I'll, I'll say um Nazingu I think is more attack minded. Again, I haven't seen enough of him in in defense, at least to to say otherwise. I think he's just a bit more attack minded. Um, I I don't think he's this season. I think maybe uh, either uh, Mathieu Reich, He's either battling like some sort of like little niggle or or something, or um, or uh, and and then of course, I mean, I know Lauren mentioned Vinag. I think Vinag's also battling a little injury. Um, so I think that's why we opted for him to come in because usually um, um, Amurin will, will even like playing like if Poto was available, he'll put guy on the left if he, asked, if he asked to or he'll put in Matheus Reis, you know, just to close off the game. Um, sorry, I'm going on a little rant. But yeah, I, I, I think he's just not ready yet, but he's good. He's definitely good to make little cameos and maybe start a TASA game against Kazapia, but I
0: doubt it. But he's good. Another year or two. I was just going to say that I think Vinagra has doesn't have an injury; he just has PTSD from from Anthony from Ajax, just absolutely killing him on that side. But um, Chris, what 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 are your thoughts on Nazinho? And do you think how high do you think his ceiling could be?
1: It's tough to tell at this point. Yeah, I mean, he had like I remember against Dortmund, he had like a nice like move and pass, but like he. He had like a tackle too, in, like the ninety, like sixth minute, when we were kind of under pressure. It's too early to tell. He's been in two kind of weird situations, uh, just kind of trying to shit house like six minutes, and just kind of burning, burning clock of a pretty much decided game. I'd like to see him in more of a a neutral situation like from from the start of a game or you know 1-1 or something but I don't know if we're I don't know if we're gonna get at this season I don't know if he's gonna build up enough trust to be out there in a situation like that I mean I guess if he shit his pants against Dortmund and we considered a second because of him he would have uh, not gotten the opportunity that he got against Sandela. so he clearly earned the right to have a second opportunity and I think he's he's earned a third opportunity.
0: Yeah, the only thing that, and i want to call a few people out that I know, and that is just how highly they rate academy products just because they're from the academy. And, like, Tiago Tomas is a big, big example of that. And, Danny, I'm calling you out here. I remember when he scored, I think, against <laughs> Aberdeen, you said he was the next Edson, And that no, that, that yo, No, no, that no, hurt no.
2: Hurt I said he reminds me of Edson because the guy never stops running.
0: Uh, <laughs> But, yo,
2: still, my guy, bro, I'll never take that away from him. Today, aka Lev Jr., bro, let's go.
0: (laughs) Scored against Aberdeen. And Lask, I think, he he got the the goal there as well.
2: Yeah, how many goals has Paulinho had against Aberdeen and Lask, you know?
0: He's the original UEFA man.
1: Yeah, he's had so many goals in European competition, I can't even remember them all. There you go.
0: (laughs) But, like, I just don't like it when people automatically assume, like, they, they deserve a spot. Like, I mean... Like I probably would have been the same way about Nuno Mendes when he first came in and Corresman and Inacio, and I've been proven wrong on those. But you know, I, I don't see Nazinho being that good. I've seen I don't watch the 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 sub teams and the B teams quite a lot, but I just I just don't I just don't know. I saw him in preseason, so I wasn't too sure about him either. I think obviously think he's, he's but think him. about
1: think about the state of the team when all those guys came into the club. It was yeah. The second half of the resumed shortened season, like Balassi and Hesse were told to just not even come back. And like, they were fucking horrible. And then they put these kids in there after the like two month COVID break. And they were like better than the players we were using all season. And it's like, wait, these kids are just like 18? Damn. But we have some quality. Honestly, not on the left side. Like in this particular position, it's probably where we have the least amount of quality. But it's been getting better, as we've talked about. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's desperately needed, you know, like these these reinforcements. these yeah. Those reinforcements, are, are a lot of them are still in the team right now, you know? I think this comment
0: comes up a bit perfectly, that he's got a big challenge of him, considering the last Academy product was Nuno you know, Mendes to be on that side. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to give the kid some more time, especially off the bench. I don't think he's ready to start unless it is like against a Casapia or maybe a rotating team against Ajax. Like, we've got nothing to play for, really. Well, we've got the 2 the million really or however much it is, but it'd be nice to see. Probably set a record of some sort, being like the youngest sporting player to start the Champions League. But um, one more thing I wanted to ask you guys about this game, and that's something... Or two more things, sorry. I'll start off with like the, the lesser one. Um, Amorim's saying that he thinks Chorisman needs to improve a bit to come back Sporting. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched from that much, but um, I don't think his comments were surprising considering how little he used him last season. But um, Chris, do you see a future for Quaresma as long as um, Amorim is here? Or do you think he's going to be one of them players that gets just loaned out like all the time?
1: I see a potential for Quaresma at Sporting. The, the question is, is, what is that future? Because I could see him... If you if you'll remember like Koreshma is in a, in a in like his like uh he's still in like a developmental phase so we're like oh what do we have here like he can still become very 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 good if in- but the thing is is if he doesn't like grow into like let's just say as good as Inasiu, for example that's fine but like we 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 understand that and he's just like he's on the roster and he understands his role as like the fifth center back you know, like, like, Paulo Oliveira, like, was the center back for Sporting, like, a starter. And he's also been, like, the fourth choice, like, um, you know, at, at various moments. It's like, what is, is his future to be a big prospect that we eventually are looking to sell? Or is he just kind of just to be, uh, like, a, a hole filler, you know? Like, like, Inetu is just kind of, like, uh, in the squad as, like, a backline hole filler. I think that that's what they're trying to to figure out but the thing is is like with his like personality the way it is it's like that's honestly like not the role that you want i feel like for like the string guy is like just a potential distraction but i don't know as he as he ages i'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll start to get more mature um he can always like slightly be a joker you know um. Every locker room needs one. Like I feel like Ukra Monteiro is like a very famous like locker room joker. It's like there's no there's no problems now that he's like all, you know, older and not like uh, as critical of a role in the squad. Like that's almost his his role is to be like the 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 veteran presence and the joker. Kudesma is just the the joker aspect without the veteran presence. So I don't know. I don't know what his future is. I could easily just see him being a. just a a, a regular starter, uh, you know, on, on clubs in the first division, just kind of, you know, past the years, I can see him staying at sport thing and just kind of filling a backup role for many years and then kind of going away his, his own way when he's like 28 or something, or I could see him developing and becoming a really good starter and like replace Inasiu in two seasons. So I don't know. It's too tough to tell. But I will say the least likely of those outcomes, it seems like, is the last one that I said of him blossoming into a a, a regular starter. But not impossible, obviously.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Danny, there was a lot said about his um, maturity. And I don't know if you agree with this, but I think he should have been moved abroad. I think maybe take him out of his comfort zone. Maybe it's like in Italy or even Spain, which is like a similar culture, but it's not exactly the same. Do you think I, I still think the Tondela move is good for him? But mm-hmm. same question asked, Chris. Where do you see his future line? Do you think he comes back scoring as long as? Because I think a lot of it is to do with Amorim as well. Because I think he he obviously makes most of the decisions. But well, what are your thoughts on it?
2: I agree. I I agree that um, I think I think Tondela is the perfect move for him right now. I think next year the best move is away from Portugal to see how if he develops more because he has been playing. Um, well, at Tondela, he's had had a few moments, but he's also had moments where he's played really well, like against Benfica. But then he's at, he, he's at fault for their second goal, I believe it was, to for them to win two nothing or whatever it was. So I think uh, I think he still has a bit more to develop. I think it's also harder when you're not a, a strong, tall center back to get in Temurin's, uh side. So. You know, he's more of the he, he can still win a ball back, but he's good on his feet. He's good technically as a center back, to be fair to him. Um, I'm with I'm with Chris where I can see him, you know, if, if there's a defined role for him as a backup, fair. But we've also seen that last season, but he didn't get any burn last season either. So um, I think the best time to tell will be in two years. Uh Kresma's still young. So So it's, which is still good. Well, we'll, I think he deserves the time to develop because there is something there. Um, Let's see how he finishes off now at Tondela. If he's not lights out, because mind you, Tondela also have a a fucking Benfica wonder kid who went to Bayern Munich and all that. And he hasn't really proven it much. In my opinion, at least I didn't really see much of him even last uh, uh, yesterday. So, I mean, I think Tondela is a good place for him right now. If he doesn't, hit the ground running anytime soon another loan like you were saying sam i agree with you a spain even in italy i think in italy especially would be really well for him i think young center backs can learn a lot in italy and then we'll we'll take it from there but i don't think we'll uh i don't think we'll see korezma in a spartan shirt at least for another season and a half uh and that's with or without a i'm not sure but at least right now with Amouring, it doesn't seem likely
0: yeah, I agree. Uh the last question I wanted to ask you about this game is something to do with what uh Ruben Namarin said in the press conference. Um, players who don't play good against Mandela will not play against Benfica. I mean, looking at the team, you can see there was obviously rotation with Neto I mean, Gaio and guy and Santos Um, Daniel, I'll pass it back to you. Basically, what, what do you think the starting the li- the lineup will be and who do you think gets dropped from the current lineup we're seeing?
2: So the way uh I've seen Amorim set up his lineup. I'm inclined to say Fidel takes Netu's spot. But with those words and, I, and the way Netu played against Tondela, I think Netu has a really good chance of starting. So I'll say the back line stays the same. I think really the only change that happens, aside from Polinga, of course, who's injured, Braganza might come in for that spot. Um, I'll have Matheus Reis instead of uh, Nuno Santos only because Matheus offers us a bit more defensively and I think we'll uh we'll have
0: to play a bit more like we did against Dortmund against Benfica. Cool. Um I personally would take Nuno Santos instead just cuz it'll be fun to see him potentially score against Benfica and uh do that ultimate shit housery cuz you were would saying love earlier that, that um Pora was sort of like the the Cunha You know, Santos definitely has that in him as well of being like a shithousery and you know kicking people. He gets caught though. He he gets in
1: trouble. Poro never gets caught, like even if he's instigating it.
0: Yeah, but Acuna always got caught. (laughs) Yeah, no,
1: Acuna got caught too. I've never seen a guy not get caught at the rate that Poro gets not caught.
0: (laughs) Which is
2: surprising because Acuna, I felt like how is
1: he not and it's like it's not like he's not new anymore, bro. He's been here for a year and a half. How does he not have a reputation at this point?
2: Exactly, because Aquinha had a reputation like right away, bro. He would look at a player wrong and he would get a yellow card. I'm shocked (laughs) Bodo's gotten away with half of what he's gotten away with in the Portuguese League for now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris, same question goes to you. Um, Starting 11, and who do you think gets dropped from the team we're currently seeing?
1: I agree. Um, I agree with Danny. Um, I think maybe Neto stays. and and Nuna Sense probably comes out, but, um, yeah, no, I think that that's, well, obviously, um, he's probably going to go Poro. Uh, I was, so we may... Yeah, I was going to say, gonna I just, almost forgot that. Yeah, so it'll probably, it'll be Poro and Race, and then maybe Fidel gets in, maybe it's netu and then, uh... There's a slim chance he goes Ugart for Pelinha, but he also might go Bragança. We'll see.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, So we finished that one. We'll get to predictions a bit later. But speaking of Benfica, there was obviously quite a big topic in Portuguese football. Obviously, being a sporting podcast, don't talk about Benfica when they're not playing against us, but I think this is to A big subject to cover, and it also affects us on Friday. So let me just switch tabs here. This made like, national news. This is the I think this is the Daily Telegraph, in a uh, big big uh, newspaper in the UK. Um, so, course cool let's start with nine men, and they have seven 0 in forty six minutes. Um, That's it didn't look such like...
1: a bad headline. <laughs> it is, but it's, it literally just sums it up
0: almost perfectly, though. But like um, that, they didn't come out for the, the second half. It seemed. And then they came out and one guy quite clearly faked an injury to to, to call off the game because it was less than, than seven. Because so I think two two people stayed behind. I don't think the reason was actually given of why they stayed behind, but they did. Um, but there's a lot of uh, people saying it's uh, Benfica's fault. So these folks, Benfica's fault. Chris, I'm going to let you uh, start off. What were your whole whole thoughts on this sort of incident? And who do you think should take the most blame for it?
1: I think if there's a, a lot, so who who is to blame the most? Obviously, the Portuguese health authorities. Like th- that's a like this is a massive L on their part. Um, that's a massive L. The 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 league itself, like the 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 administration. Like how did they let this like go go ahead? You know, like the Pedro Puelsa and people that work for him. Massive L for them. Bullnus sad like, and their leadership structure, their president, who's then crying at halftime, who seemingly never tried to even get the game stopped or delayed or rescheduled. Um, it just is sad like you couldn't field two more players to at least have eleven. Like, where'd you even get these seven from? You're starting a goalie. Can't you just get? like, random other people to at least maybe have, like, a bench of three.
0: Apparently like, they had just... 36 people registered. They had better than inside, I think, B, or on the u23s playing the game the day after. But they had, I think, a total of 34 players registered. They could only field nine. So,
1: Or it's, like, the U23 game, which was then uh, postponed. It's, like, all right, like, let's just postpone this one until tomorrow, at least, and then have the whole U23 team play this game. It's like just so many things could have been done that weren't done. And I feel like the things that, like, it's Portugal, right? So there's obviously, like, back scratching somehow going on and all this shit, right? And it's just a matter of figuring out exactly where it is. Um, I I think that it's basically um, like a handshake agreement between Befica and the president of Buenos Aires. Um, they, Benfica, like, let an unpaid debt slide, um, over a, a player that was like sold to Lille, um, that they like owned some of the pass of. Um, and if that like debt wasn't cleared or okay, they wouldn't have been able to like start the league. So Benfica, like, was like, all right, like, we'll let this slide, but like, you owe us one. Lo and behold, a couple months later, a great opportunity to, to uh, owe them one, right? Like, just feel the team of fucking wankers. We'll beat you like, shit ton to nothing we'll get a massive goal difference bump and like a free win and then we call it even that's literally what fucking happened i'm pretty sure like there's no other explanation for how so many people just fucked up like at a certain point like things are intentional right
0: you know what's killing me you... about this picture? It's just like the two of them smiling, even though there's literally nine. <laughs> what if,
1: which one of them is the fucking, like, you, the backup keep, goalie?
2: I think it's the tallest one, if I'm not
0: mistaken.
1: I'm the last one, the tallest <laughs> one over here. Dude. Yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> but like, like that guy smiling, and like, that guy sort of smiling, and then this guy, just, just he knows. He <laughs> He
1: knows just, exactly what's going on.
2: It, it's even better that the their first goal was in the forty like forty fifth second, and it was an own goal. Own
1: goal too, just a horrible yeah. own goal. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I, nothing surprises me. Like, just let me quickly like the same way, Christian. You've hit the nail on the head. All I'm saying is nothing surprises me that out of all the teams, is this one that it, it just so happened to. I'm with I'm with you. Where you know it, it's confusing as to why Inish, Saad's president. They didn't call off the game or ask for the game to be called off prior, like a day before. Uh, from what I was understand, from what I understood, um, they were expecting a few more players, and then they did a- another test the next day or the night before or the day of the game, and then a few more players couldn't make it because there was rumors that they only had seven available players. Uh, it ended up being nine. Um, again, it's just, it's just.
1: It's, it's like weird. so. Some it's of these players shipping, are man. some of these players are escaping quarantine. Some of them aren't because another part <laughs> of this deal would be we have to present a team because mm-hmm. if we have so many people out and we can't even field anything, then this plan isn't gonna work. So like, you, we need to have enough to get the game started. So what is it? If you have over six, so we need at least six lads. We need at least six. And he came up with nine. Um, it, it's incredible, dude.
2: And uh, let me just quickly like the what you added to the group chat where uh, uh, last season um, ferenc Shavz was postponed or something like that for four players or something along those lines with COVID cases, and then this year the, like the same thing. Which is a happen. direct answer
1: because so the, the like the game like the game was set to start. There's fans in the stadium. The, both exactly. teams are out there, and then the the ref just doesn't start it, and then they go back in locker room, like. The, the the way that the Portuguese health and the minister was talking today, was or the spokesperson, whatever the fuck was talking on their behalf, was like we just couldn't do anything. Like it just it was like it's like an imminent, like a, it's like a train going 100 miles an hour. Like we can't stop it, bro. We just it had to go on. It's like it literally was the least inevitable thing ever, and just could have been stopped so many times by so many people. If those nine unlucky wankers just said no, bro, like, we're not going out there. We're not participating in this fucking sham. It wouldn't have happened, like, even after all the other shit that happened. Like, it, it, it's just so fucking bad. And, like, it is a very classic story to, like, go viral of the world to paint a picture of, like, Portugal to to random people. So, yeah, this is, like, shit to, of this level goes on, like, you know, like, Every other week, like 50% of this level it's just like, if it gets to a certain point, then it makes like international press. But like, yeah, bro, this is what we deal with on a regular basis here.
2: <laughs> and, and and last thing, and then Sam, take it away, dude. Um, Befica, Craig Befica, uh, hit a record after by scoring the most goals in 45 minutes and since like the 1930s. So, you know, good job for them. <laughs> And my favorite thing was how they were trying to compare this situation with the situation we had against Stubal, which if I'm not mistaken, COVID wasn't really an outbreak at that time just yet. It wasn't a global plan- pandemic. They they um, actually said it was the flu. So I mean we're talking about two different things. I don't even
1: things, think Co- I don't even two think. Two different COVID time areas. Yet.
2: I don't think it did. I think if it, at most there was murmurs of it in China, but it yeah, wasn't yeah. like it, it was global it was, pandemic. It was, what, was
1: it January twenty twenty? Exactly. I think it was January so 2020. Lockdown
2: was in March, you know? So, yeah. whether yeah. it was COVID or not, like, we weren't at, we weren't, we were at five fucking lockdowns deep. So, obviously, it's a different situation. So, I think for fans, for rival fans to be comparing the two situations is an absolute joke. Um, but, yeah, anyway, Sam, take it away, dude.
0: No, <laughs> I was just going to agree with you. I was thinking because it was January 2020, it probably still was like, it actually was COVID. But, like, obviously, probably. Was- Full but it,
2: yeah, exactly. We weren't as well-educated on it as we are today. We aren't well-versed. Like I said, we Portugal was in four lockdowns or whatever it is deep
0: in into COVID, you know? Yeah. And, and like Stubal had 16 players that game, like Michael said. Yeah, I was just about to, to point that out. And what confused me, so they obviously went out with nine players. They obviously did expect to win, but I swear if they just like didn't feel enough players, it would have just been a loss anyway. Or why didn't these players go in, let's say first minute or pretend to get like cramp or something. And the game's called off anyway. Mm-hmm. Why let it go to seven? Like, why not just say, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've, I've pulled my hamstring. or We've all pulled or, or just something. So
1: Sam, here's what, here's the, here's how this always works in like six years. There's going to be a story that like, there was like a briefcase, like in the locker room or something, <laughs> or like this guy got like a weird call or like two of these kids were like promised something like, Bro, like, th- I, like, it literally, like, without fail, like, you're not, we're not gonna know. And by the time it comes out, it won't matter anymore. It'll be five years from now. But, like, guarantee you the shadiest shit surrounded this. Mm-hmm. It, sur- it reminds yeah. me of the fucking Eshteril game getting, like, canceled the- at half and then, like, replayed under the most, like, su- like suspicious circumstances. The
2: second half gets played where Porto has, like, (laughs) nine returning players from injury or some shit like that. And they just steamroll them within the first 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, you just reminded me of that situation. The historial bancadas weren't in condition to hold fans. But we went to go past Ferreira, like, three weeks ago. There was a hole in the fucking... in the in the stairway to go up and down the bancadas, and that game was never stopped. So the
1: the 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 stand was never even fixed. At, exactly, at they just
2: replayed it, and people were still at that fucking stand. They said, yeah,
1: it's cracked, but it's still secure, so it's good. I don't even think they did anything. You, someone could correct me if I'm wrong on that, but as far as I know, nothing was even done. It's just like no, I think you're well, right. It's kind of scary in the bathroom at one part.
2: <laughs> I think. I think my DiMennel went there and just fucking hammered a, little, a few players, uh, yeah, so and that
1: was it. That's what. Well.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just also like the, the big news coming out of it was that I think seven of the balance players, or maybe less than that, have the new variant on Om- Omnicron, whatever it's called, uh, from South Africa, as they had a player travel to South Africa international, come back, um, which also puts um Benfica players at risk and. Just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. You do you think the game still goes ahead? Not only is there coronavirus in Valencia, um, but also Tom Della, um, Triguera played, and obviously probably I didn't see at the end of the game. Probably shook hands with a lot of players. Yeah. But, um, but do you do you, one? I'll ask both of you. Do you think this game goes ahead? And two, um, do you think Benfica um, probably more likely Benfica are going to have a sort of repeat of last year where they have a a whole team out. I'll, I'll give it to you, Chris. Uh, what, what are your I, thoughts?
1: I am unable to answer that question until I see how both of the teams are affected with their. Um, both teams have certainly had close contacts over the past couple of days. It'll mm-hmm. take a few days for us to know the extent, if anyone tested positive, if someone did, if only someone insignificant did. I'm unable to answer that question until we know that information. Because if like eight Bayfika players test positive, this game ain't happening. But we'll see. I think that there's obviously now that we know about 3Gata, like there's, and if the Omicron variant is contagious enough to infect an entire squad of healthy, vaccinated young people, there's a decent chance like someone could have picked it up uh, from him yesterday. Or another defender picked him up in the 12th minute, and then that defender was marking his kowats in the 67th minute, breathing into his fucking face, marking him. Like, I don't fucking know. I, and we're going to have to wait, like, probably two days to see for sure. But, like, it's pretty sus <laughs> and it's pretty scary. And, like, yeah, I just – we just don't, like, know enough about, like, the variant yet to, like, know for sure. But, like, it seems like it's most likely more contagious, so.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, before I give it to Danny, I was just thinking as well, did you guys find it weird how, you like, the sporting players and Toddler players came out in masks? And then took them off and just played the whole game without masks. He's like, it's okay. What's the point? I
1: think there was, like, some sign of, like, uh, it was, like, promoting wearing a mask. Is was the point of it. But yeah, when they did no. that, because the, they did that in the Be Sad Benfica game, too, right? Uh, I don't yeah, know. they, they, did. Did, they right? did. They did. Because it it's was, like, like a yeah. plan. It was a plan for the league, like, oh, every game in week. 14 we're gonna do this you know with a partnership with the health services so the mm-hmm. fact that they did that is just like so ironic for that game which is just like the meme game that shouldn't even be being played right now because of covid yeah we're gonna wear a mask for, for but, we're still gonna, <laughs>
2: we're, but we're still gonna shake hands like <laughs> <laughs> um honestly yeah, sorry, I, 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 it would have been poetic justice if uh if there is now an outbreak, and Befica have to play with nine players. It would be a poetic, you know, it would be poetic justice, but I doubt that happens. I think um, that's physically
1: impossible.
2: <laughs> it, it is, yeah, because. Uh, also, any, if we both
1: have nine players, then uh, we should just play because I would support that. If nine both teams have I'm down. Eight infected players, we should just play. But, but
2: that's dangerous because. Uh, I think Arsene Wenger might see that and say, get rid of penalties, uh, extra time, you just reduce one player. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no cases yet. I think uh, by tomorrow we'll really see if there's some sort of outbreak to one of the because teams. I don't, think but I, think for...
1: it. I don't think they got tested today because they didn't go to Alcuchet. They probably had the day off. So mm. when they get tested tomorrow morning is when we're going to know, most more likely. They okay, used to do because I was
0: recovery work, don't they, after a game, though? In the, in that Africa. is true. Because I was going to say, like, that seems
2: – like, I think if there was a case for Sparting, the way Trigata already came out, I think we would I would have
1: tested the whole fucking team. For, yeah, but I don't know if they did that. Or It if was, were, late, in, because, it was, it was late, late in the, in the day, day, so to... we might
2: only test them tomorrow.
1: It's like, yeah. fully,
2: everybody. So we'll see yeah. that. I think Befica as well. I think if Befica would have had a case, we would have known by it by now. Maybe a player or two within the next week on both squads, but – um, insignificant or significant i think this game goes on regardless um yeah i had a point but it's past me now so i mean it would have been nice if it's if if befica could play now with nine players to see them win. but um, or I'm even be down a couple happen. starters that would be lovely that would be lovely <laughs> but i remember my point now befica should be worried um if it's not coronavirus you know they do have a rat on their team so who knows if the black plague you know, not <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh i mean that's pretty much what we've got for this um this story i know chris you have a few sort of uh, loose ends that you want to want to cover so feel free to take it away
1: yeah it was just a couple a couple things um just related to like recent um like news um around the club or at least surrounding like some financial stuff so there was like a uh, was an, a looming deadline for a while now. Like this date's been marked down. Like oh, like November. I think it was 26th. Like twenty seven million euros is due. Um. So we paid that by advancing more money from the NOS contract, which is basically like how we pretty much have done a lot of shit over the past like three four years. Just kind of gotten money fronted from that five hundred fifteen million dollar ten year contract. Like. That deal's going to, like, we're going to use up all that money probably in the next, like, two years. Um, I think that that is a large part of, like, what has kind of allowed them to manipulate um, the financial situation to what it is today. Um, so they're going to need to replace it with, with another just, like, endless pit of money from somewhere. Um, I, I don't know where they're going to get them um so yeah i mean that's just basically that and then there was an article that was in bloomberg um i always love when sporting gets articles in bloomberg because you do business with uh, apollo global management <laughs> so yeah there's the talk sportings and talks with apollo again to get a loan to buy back some debt from uh Nahu bank and millennium bcp bank and i think that they need to get their situation squared away with those two banks by the end of the year so something is probably going to happen before the end of the year. I have nothing more as of this moment. Sorry, are you reporting payments? Bro.
2: Like simple mortgage payments? What do you mean? Are you talking club finances? <laughs> do you know, do you <laughs> know
0: how, how a mortgage news, works? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know how a mortgage works? It's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, no, what was the funny one? It was like, breaking uh this club has to pay mortgage it's like okay but, um, buddy
2: as somebody who works in finances let me tell you what happens when you don't pay your mortgage buddy this is news <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um i've just got a few uh loose ends of my own and um, just some tweets that we've made and i just wanted to get your guys um opinions i'll ask um this one first to, to danny Court i had an interview with um a uruguayan paper i believe um, he said he doesn't uh, put aside the possibility of retiring in Sporting, but admitted priority will be given to a return to Nacional in Uruguay, the club he started. Um, what are your thoughts on that, if you have any? I,
2: I mean, I find it a little weird because this isn't the first time he's already talking about retirement, whether it's at Sporting or yeah, Nacional. Yeah, he just
1: did an interview with the Portuguese paper where he was talking about it.
2: I find it weird. I mean, he's like literally in his prime. I have yet to see Cuatres play this well, and he's doing it back-to-back seasons now. Um, why are we already talking? This is one thing I hate about sports journalism and, and soccer in particular. Once a player turns 30, 31, they're like a fucking senior citizen, which makes no sense. Like you're literally in the prime of your career. Um, but with that being said, I have no problem with, with Quattro
1: saying what he said. I mean,
2: Nacional is his he's team. always
1: talking about it, retiring and where, who's going to retire with. Mm-hmm. And it's just like If I'm not, if I'm not team. mistaken, I think even
2: in at Leon, he mentioned how one day he wants to return to Nacional. Um man it's it's the same like two,
1: way that was like a year or two ago also like
2: yeah 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 exactly like, so it's it's not a sh- it's not news it's not anything if there's i don't know if there was hate on twitter from that or not but um good i, I just i mean all for him i just don't like the fact that they're already talking retirement he's like he's, he's still young he's still in his prime i do agree but he, he also said sort of his knee, knee he
1: said his, he said his True knee, knee doesn't need. He said his knee doesn't make him think he only has three more years left, which means he thinks he has more than three years left. I guess. I hope. But like, he's, I don't know. He's where playing the three well, man. Number, was that a number that was like uh, out there? Like, I never heard of this three, three year, like three more years number. Like,
2: to be fair, okay, so if he's thirty one by thirty four, he might be considering retirement. To be fair, like that's that's, that's okay. If, that's that's not yeah. like your
1: knee forced you to retire. I would say your knee forced you to retire is like if you retired like now, you know. Mm-hmm. It's more thirty-four. It's a more, maybe it's a more, earlier than you would have wanted, perhaps. But it's still you got a good-ass career, you know.
0: Great career, if I, if I say so myself. It depends who you really compare it to. Because you like, got Bonucci and Chiellini were like what nearly forty now, and they don't mm-hmm. like. I don't think they've had any big injuries. I can't say for certain, but um, I mean, it would be a shame to see him leave. But I think I saw a comment earlier that just said. What he's done for the club, being through the, sh- the shit phases, and now obviously a good phase. I think he- he's done his job. Like, I wouldn't want to stand in his way if he, he wants to do that. I think he's earned the right to. I, I personally wouldn't stand in his way. Yeah. But, um, next question. Um, well, it's more of a statement, but I'll give it to Chris. Um, Ruben Arum is the quickest manager to reach 50 uh, Premier League wins in 66 games. Um, he also led Sport into the Champions League qualifying uh, for the second time in the club's history. And delivered the first league title in 19 years. He's only 36. Um Chris, when we bought out um and we in for 12 million, 15 million, <laughs> did you see this coming? And it, it, i mean it's starting to look like a good investment, but do you have any more or more thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh with him. The the two most interesting things with him are is like what happens if something bad happens? Like, we go through a bad phase, which really still hasn't happened yet. And what happens, um, like, if he wants to go uh, in the next, like, two years? When he, like, he was linked to that MNU job kind of out of nowhere. That was, like, the first time we've had to deal with that. Like, I imagine that'll probably happen again another two times or another couple times. Like, as you know like oh psg he has an opening or like big clubs like that like he's gonna start to get linked to like a lot of them when they open up like just right off the bat i feel like
0: yeah definitely i agree um i don't know if you had any more to add on on that particular topic uh danny the way saudi
2: arabia has been looking at portuguese managers they might even snatch them up bro who even knows Shout-out to oh, Anadjardin, was- though. Yeah,
1: brother. What are they thinking about offering a Belfodeta like an insane contract?
2: They just took the Bovista I don't know if it's – I could yeah. be, like, mad racist. I know it's an Arabic country, at least. Uh, They just offered the Bovista manager a job. Might go I, think back to Saudi. I think it's Saudi
1: Arabia. I think yeah. it's
2: Saudi Arabia, too, but I could be wrong. I just barely looked at the name. It could very well be Qatar. But either or, regardless. The Santa Clara manager just went
0: not that long ago.
2: Who knows, bro? Cool. Money
0: lost- he talks – the last subject I have is a big one, um, especially to certain someone who is currently in the stream at the moment. Let me get it up. It's this statement of Nanny leaving uh, Orlando. Uh various rumors. I know in English papers said that he might retire. There's rumors to, to abroad, like you said, Saudi Arabia just a minute ago china even back to another city in america
1: sporting Um, i think it was like one of the like random like i think it was like journal sabado or something like they do like other reporting in portugal but like not really sports reporting and it was like they had a he might go back to sporting article which means like they probably fucking made it up
0: (laughs) this is that was my question uh i'll start off with you chris would you take him back at sporting and do you think he's coming back or would you see him going somewhere else or, or retiring
1: I would take him back, but I don't – it depends. It's up to him. Like, if he still thinks that he can kind of be like the guy in ball, he can try to, like, either resign. well, I actually don't think he's going to go back to Orlando because his statement wouldn't have been like this. It would have been, we're working to do something else. He could maybe think about trying to get another DP slot in MLS – he could try to go to, like, Saudi Arabia or whatever, which would still, like, constitute him being, like, a critical player on, like, whatever team that he went to. Um, or he could go to sporting and he could just kind of be, like, a, a locker room mentor and, like, an off used reserve player. Um, slash, like, I mean, he's kind of got some juice, like, in the way that, like, Tabata has some juice, like, off the bench. But, like... <laughs> You don't like need so many of those and they don't always get used in every game, you know. So like his usage rate, I feel like would kind of just be similar to that, just kind of based on his role and based on the depth that we have. But like, would he be a great guy to have around if that's like the role he wants? For sure. Danny, same question to you. Are you taking him
0: back at sporting or where do you think he's going to go?
1: I
2: mean, I'd personally take him back in a heartbeat. I don't think it's happening. Uh same way Chris said, I think we – and we just have way too many wingers as it is. The only thing I can think of is depends how long Jovan is out for. Maybe he can fill in that Jovan spot. But even still, I don't see it. Um, it'd be nice, though, have him retire at Sporting and then he can – if he's thinking about being a coach, I don't know, maybe uh, – He really wasn't
1: – He was in, so. honestly, pretty – poor form the second half of the MLS season. He, was. he got off to a good start, but he got into very poor form. And then he didn't even end up starting a lot of the Orlando games at the end of the season.
2: To be fair, Orlando were pretty doo-doo towards the end of the season too. Yeah. They, they let their their magic slip. And I think uh, Nani got injured uh, a little bit through it. So that might be the case. Um, I was saying to Lauren actually, because Lauren was <clears> – <throat> as she still is in the chat, like she's like, don't make me cry again. I I just don't think he's retiring because the statement didn't say he's retiring. I think if he was going to retire, the statement would have been, I'm retiring. Now, where he's going to go, I can see him even going to like, um, who even knows? Maybe like Cab Verde. I don't know any Cab Verdean teams, but he might just make a little six-month trip out there and then retire out there. I can, like everybody was saying, Saudi Arabia, I can definitely see Leonard Jardim. I think he would play with Leonard Jardim at Spartan on that uh, loan from Man U. Uh, Leonard Jardim might even take him to Ali Lal. So who knows? I, I think he still has at least another six months in him or else he would have retired. But um, the end for my guy is unfortunately near, um, which is unfortunate. But, it, I mean, it comes in every career, right?
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. I don't really want him back. And the reason is just because I don't know who you get rid of. Because you'd have to get rid of some. We can't, like you mm-hmm. said, we've got so many wings. And what player doesn't get game time? Debata barely gets any
1: burn at the moment anyway. But I would probably say... He can that. also play like fake target man, though. Kind of, though.
2: He gets yeah. rid of Tiago uh, Tumaj and gets a guy more experienced. Tiago
0: Tumaj, come in, Nani. Come in right now, Nani. But... Jovani I
1: think... installed at West Ham, like the top team in England. He would have legit played zero minutes this season. I hate to say it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the team.
0: Jo- I, I think Nuno Santos, I don't think you drop him, um, even though he can play okay. left back as well. Jovani is probably, he's probably not re-signing, so I think maybe it would be him but it also has to be that he has to come back on a wage that is not definitely not the highest paid probably not even like just in the middle probably and i don't think he, he would take that i think he he was probably earning a fat stack all. he
1: just made tax seven list. he just made a taxless 7.5 mil for three years
0: yeah that is what's our highest value? there are very few mm-hmm.
1: places on earth with a better tax rules than florida united states <laughs>
2: With that comes the crazies. The only, than that that being,
1: yeah, the only thing better than that is just straight up being like in the Cayman Islands or something like that.
2: Facts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the way I'm looking at it is, is no. If it, The thing
0: is, he needs to be sort of like how Antunes un- was if he came back, which is you or know you're not going to get that many minutes. Yeah, you know you're not going to get that many minutes, but you're there to be like an influential person. Because I, I I don't know how old sort of Nuno Santos is or – or Javon, they probably grew up watching Nani to an extent, or maybe they, they were For playing sure. just as he was playing. So it definitely yeah. be like with Antunes. Like I mean, not many. He was a good player, but I don't think many people going up, growing up, saying, "Oh, I want to be like Ant Antunes." I can imagine people saying, "I want to grow, <laughs> I want to grow up and be Nani or play like Nani." Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I think he's still got. I would say maybe two or three years, but I reckon he's either going to go to Saudi. Or Qatar, I think one
1: of them, one of them
0: clubs that because he doesn't also... have,
1: he doesn't have like an obvious club, like that he could like because uh, like let's just say like uh, like like Luis Neto for example like uh, Vaz and then he went out like he like Nani really was formed at Sporting like his his club before Sporting is is just probably like some non-existent like sixth division kickabout stuff like can't return to that you know.
2: It might even be a cup Verdian. Let me make sure. Let me actually see. No, he was born in Amadora.
0: Never mind. I thought he was. Yeah, I was going to say, if Cop anything, it was
1: like maybe a sale of Amadora, but like I don't even know if he ever played for them. But it's
0: just the fact as well. He has been saying in interviews that he would like to play for Sporting again. But I also don't think one, he fits in Amarim's system. And two, that Verandas probably doesn't like him. Because I, 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 was, I was told, I'm not sure if it's true. You can correct me, but he was offered a pay cut to stay. And he didn't want to. I'm not sure if that's correct. That's what I've been told by my dad. But, you know, you never know. You might be true. But um,
1: Did, I don't know. Because that contract was inherited from Sosa Sintra?
0: Yeah. And he was a sure. high earner with
1: Dost. I think maybe there was Yeah, he was he was on 1.8 million clean. So I think he must have been like 3.6 pre-tax salary, like 3.2 pre-tax or something pretty high, you know? And then they cut him loose in January after he performed like reasonably well, right? I think he was yeah. our second highest goal scorer behind yeah. Bruno, which which I mean Bruno was
0: on, on fire that season as well. So it's uh, like
1: what's the relationship even like between him and Fernandez? Like is even it's probably fun, really, really shit. So it's like, remember uh, no the local, the logo,
2: the logo upside down. Um, I mean, who f- knows what happened there? But that was Verenda's time. Um, he did come out to criticize the people that rescinded their contracts, like Bruno. Uh, and I think it was right after that Verenda's basically used the uh, used COVID as an excuse to ship him off. Um, I was just and Lauren said it as well. Real Masama, which is also Real Sport Club, third division. He might go to you, third are division. In, are are they in Liga Three? Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't even know they were in that because I remember they were in the second division like a couple of years ago, and then they mm-hmm. got relegated. So I didn't know how how far they had fallen. Okay, yeah, I mean,
2: could be that, but maybe. even still, I doubt it. I, that yeah. I doubt. Yeah. Third division, I think he would call it a night. Maybe second division,
0: but we'll see. I don't. I think. I think he still got that name brand. Where he's, he's not, like, not like he's no at
1: already. the Bruno Alves, uh, Betu Pimperel. <laughs> Level where he's just gonna sign for any random second division team that just offers him something. He's still like good enough where he can kind of choose, right? Yeah. I think at least. I agree.
2: If, if he was still I, playing he still in, has like, that
1: name too. If he was still Sorry. playing in like two or three more years, then he'll be at that level where it's just like, yeah, Lace Sonny's offered him a six month <laughs> deal and he just took it, you know? Fed Inst offered him uh, like a fucking trial and he just took it, like. But he's he can still choose where he wants a little bit. I was wondering if you might do like a charisma and choose like a, a mid table or like maybe yeah an unaffiliated mid table team. I
2: was gonna say that, or I was gonna say just just throw it out there. I, I'm kind of hoping the universe hears it and ha- makes it happen. Benefiel, Bruno Cesar on one ring well, on one wing, Nani on the other wing, <laughs> boys. Bro, uh, but not,
1: don't sign him in the next like month because we literally play them. Benefiel. <laughs> yeah, we play them in the Tasa de Liga. Oh yeah. Our, yeah, yeah, third, yeah! You're right. You're it's right. It's our final group game. We have to beat them, and we're through.
2: I would love that actually. Then <laughs> sign him up.
0: <laughs> he would score against us.
2: <laughs>
0: I think that brings us to the end of, of the nanny discussion. No, no way. Uh, <laughs> Chris, do you have a modality? Uh, modality? Yeah, right
1: we can up? do we can do a quick modalities and then wrap it up. Um. Because there has been not like so so much um, since our last pod. U twenty three is two games, one nothing win against Fedens, and then today they lost two nothing to Estradil It's going to be tough for them to make the first half of the table to get to the championship round. So they'll probably be playing fake Tasa Rebelo again. B team um, tied one one against Oliveira de Hospital. And uh, obviously, when the Singer boys played Dortmund, the youth team played them in won 3 2 So we're in second place in our youth league group going into the final match day. Against Ajax, we beat Ajax, to win the group. If we draw, we probably are good. It depends on how Dortmund does. But we're in, uh, we control our own destiny. Uh, ladies' goalball won the world championship. I think that was Sporting's first world championship. We have many European championships up to our name. Uh, but I think I read that that was our first world championship. Just shout out to the ladies' gold ball team. Uh, roller hockey, eight to win against Pastillars. Futsal had a couple games, and I'm guessing it's because they're stacking a little bit to make up for a little break for the uh, World Cup or Euro. Um, 5-2 win against Benfica, which produced the Sa Merda, Sa Merda Verandas meme. There was some fan trouble in the final minutes of that. Uh, we beat Benfica five two. We beat 20 Ince nine two. And we beat Olive as a Mace, uh with the San Jose Earthquakes logo uh, eight one. Um, we had no basketball game this week that I saw. At least I don't remember there being a basketball game. They released the basketball jersey in the, our new our set like so the group stage for the or how the FIBA Europe Cup works is there's another group stage. There's like group stage one and then there's a group stage two. So we're drawn into a group with Benfica in our group stage too. So that's kind of uh, interesting. So we'll have two European games against Benfica coming up in the next like two months, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, And then handball.
2: Can I quickly just quick thing on, on the basketball? Um, Yeah. Trevante needs to calm down a bit. This is currently his story. Uh, Cheat on him, sis. And if you feel bad, then he had the real one. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing this at work. Chill the fuck out, bro. Or make sure my girl (laughs) never reads this.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Jesus man that's Sign savage <laughs> that's pretty much it just two other games handball league win for 42 23 against San Juens and a very like pretty sick like low key avoided a uh, buzzer beater equalizer against Ike Athens 31 30 win uh, so now we're 3 and 1 in uh, the uh, European League for handball so keep churning along in, in handball Looking good for advancement, basketball, advance to the next round, the senior boys, advance to the next round, another good European year uh, for sporting, futsal, advance to the next round, so yeah, let's get it.
0: Cool, Uh, last subject, uh, I think, before we go, let me just get my screen up, so we play Benfica, potentially, hopefully, on Friday, I believe at 9.15 my time. Um, looking at the table now I'll try and zoom in a bit so you can see um, so Porto sit first um, level on points with us um, Benfica in third Estoril fourth uh, so on so Benfica are one point behind us because um, they lost and drew a game we've got two draws um, I would say we're probably in the better form I think we're 10 unbeaten right now maybe 11
1: 11 um, 11 and Benfic- since the Dortmund loss it's every game has been a win Okay. And
0: then Benfica lost in the league. I can't... Who did they lose to? Was it Portimonense? It was Portimonense, yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah. um, Let me get, Chris, your predictions on the game and uh, how do you think it's going to go down?
1: Hmm. It's tough. Um, is it at... Is that the Luge?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There could be some surprise wildcard absences thrown in for a positive test. Um,
0: Just a quick I'm side gonna... note. I'm very disappointed I didn't get to see Joel Polina break uh, Joel Mario's leg. I'm not one for injuries, but that slide tackle would have been amazing. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's
1: I'm uh, going to have to go 1-1.
0: Goal scorers? Plot. Okay. Danny, what, what are you saying?
2: I was leaning towards the same. Um, I'm going more towards a draw, especially because it's at Befica. Um, but i I, I would I, I want to throw this out there. I want to see how if and hopefully they do, how Spartan players react to uh João Mario being on the pitch. That would be interesting. I know they probably still all have a good relationship, but at the end of the day, a uh You know, you defend your colors uh, for at least. Bro, they're gonna be hanging out
1: with a guy that they're posting how it started, how it's going, pictures with, with him as like a a, and like with them as like kids and him as like a young starter on the first. It's true. And now he just betrayed you guys. I hope react to that.
2: I hope there is like an emotional (laughs) element that behind that too. Not too much, of course. Uh, be logical boys, but uh, if not, I mean, Podu's not really one for those
0: antics. Um, it's probably a like, sporting boy. Yeah, it has to be like Braganza or someone
1: on mm. those lines. Yeah. I don't see it in the probably got a chip on his shoulder because I was like, this motherfucker, I'm just sitting here all season watching him just pass it sideways when I could be out there doing something at least sometimes True. and I'm not getting enough chances true. It's his, his fault. Saying. It's literally his fault, but he didn't play more last season.
2: Even Matheus Nunes. I hope Matheus Nunes feels that way, too, because yeah, uh, all of a sudden, now, I a creative player, but like he you were stole saying, a lot of exciting. fucking
1: minutes that could have been used developing our own youth prospects that are going to be here.
2: Yep. Um, but I'm also going to go with a a draw. I'm just Debating whether one-one or two-two, but I'll go with a. I'll I'll match you, Chris. I'll go with a one-one
0: draw two because that's what I was feeling. But a Kwaat score. Okay, I was just thinking that maybe Nizinho comes on in 2 foot Shamaria. That that would be great. I would, I would really like to if
2: Nizinho does that. His his nickname is officially Little Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh,
0: I'm gonna go different to what you two. I'm gonna go with a win, but I think I it's like gonna. I think we're going to concede, probably. I think it's going to be 2-1. I think we're probably going to house a victory. Well, I hope we'll shithouse victory. I'm going to go with goals from, I think, off a set piece, I'll go Inacio, and then Nuno Santos for the winner, just, just to see the absolute shithousery.
1: Would he anyone. celebrate or would he apologize? Uh, I no. You wouldn't need bro. Yeah. He's at, <laughs> at,
2: at the minimum, he's hitting him with one of these, you know? But Yeah. If it's not too, like, out there, but apologize. I hope not. No, no. <laughs> he, we, he, was, he had the scarf saying, um, what was the scarf? Yeah, place? I don't, don't say, think and or like that or He
1: strikes me as not giving a single fuck anymore nah. about that. No way. Like, remember how he was getting torched for, like, his old, like, Facebook, uh, like, it was mm-hmm. his light, or his groups that he was in or something, and it was just, like, the most meme of, like, idiotic Benfica like, groups. But, like, yeah, dude, he was fucking, like, 12. Uh, yeah. Some guys, it sticks with them, and they're willing to fucking commit, like, felonies to, to serve this club. But uh, some of them are just, clear, I don't give a fuck. Just, hey, they, it was a job. It was an employer. I got a new employer now. Let, let me just look. Little- let- Sorry, go on. Sorry, go. I was just saying. I still remember that karate kick he did on uh,
0: Pizzi uh, a few seasons yeah. ago. Yeah. So uh, let's hope he does more of the same.
2: I'm just uh, the the only tad worry I have is, uh, as everybody knows, the last time, which is most likely our, our midfield, the last time Bregasso and Matheus Nunes played at the Luge, um, it was it was four one at one point. It could have been four four that game don't get me wrong but it was four one at that point uh, at one point so that's the only thing that scares me a bit albeit I do think Mateusz Nunes has has like improved since then like tenfold you know but um that's the only reason why I'm not pushing for a victory because I do think they're beatable especially without Verissimo now um Befika aren't that solid at the back I feel and George Zuzis, I think is still undecided whether his team is best with two at the back or three at the back. Which is good for us, um, but that midfield still scares me a little bit. Even though I love Braganza, still scares me a little bit without putting it in there to really like um, clean shit up in the back.
1: Yeah, he just he, he feels he makes you feel secure. Yeah, uh, he's like a like a like a pretty much guaranteed safety blanket. It's just not there. Yeah, like he's he's honestly like irreplaceable. Like he's like the best CDM that's played in Sporting that I've ever seen. Like. And you're not going to throw anyone in there that's going to do the job. You can maybe only hope to get like 60 of it back with uh, like Ugarth maybe.
2: Exactly. But 60% of
1: Belling is still pretty good though. It's just not like a guaranteed tackle every time of every counterattack. <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the only thing I ask, one last thing and then we can go. Whoever listens to this, somebody give me a good excuse why I can leave work at least two hours early. I'm not trying to watch this game at work. Fuck that shit.
0: Just start coughing like random.
2: What time is the game? Uh,
1: I actually – 4.15. 4.15? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a late kickoff. Like as late as the kickoff is going to be for us at least.
2: Exactly. But Um, I only leave at like 5.15. I
1: actually can probably do some shit and then probably skirt out and still still not worry about it. Um, Yeah, I'll be home at 4 o'clock on Friday for sure
2: it oh, Tires is a good one, James, just my, my manager. She's not, the, she's not very understanding, so who knows? She might be watching this, to be honest. I, sh- I better watch my mouth. <laughs> she's one of those managers, bro. You never know, man. <laughs> well,
1: if she knows that you're on this podcast, then it probably increases her odds of understanding more. So I actually hope she watches mm. this so Then she understands why she needs to let you leave a little early. Facts. <laughs> that would be a reason not to let you leave earlier. Today.
0: <laughs> Definitely. That's the, that's the one.
2: <laughs>
0: but anyway, I think we, we can wrap it up there. Definitely got a lot of talking points done. Um, next game is against Benfica, as I said. Um, probably do one maybe the week after. Podcast the week after. Is
1: Ajax um, on the Tuesday after?
0: Yeah. Yes. That's why and I only say
1: two. I only say Tuesday because I know that our last one was on Wednesday and it tends to alternate. So we'll probably do one after that Ajax Mm -hmm. game and we'll do, yeah, probably do one on that Tuesday or Wednesday then probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, thank you for joining.
0: Make sure to follow us on Twitter, on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, if you do have any questions that you want answered on Twitter or anything like that, feel free to send us a DM. So there's a tweet. If you want to follow Danny, I'll get these banners up. You can follow him here. Um, And if you want to follow Chris, you can follow him here. If you want to follow me, follow me here. Cool. Thank you all for watching. See you later.